for me, I knew that one of the biggest challenges that most people have is that they're constantly hunting for leads. And then they forget that I have this group of leads who I brought in who didn't buy and I've just discarded them. Thank you for being a devoted listener of this podcast, Beyond Clean with Ace, dedicated to healthy, positive, and proactive content to support individuals primarily in the cleaning industry. Are you a facilities manager, a frontline staff member, or a building services contractor and are looking for knowledge that will help you advance both personally and professionally? Beyond Clean with Ace is now in season seven and speakers have consistently brought us messages which parallel our key focus of providing proactive knowledge. Many times the conversations here go beyond cleaning toilets, windows, and floors and helping individuals on a personal level. Subscribe and share with others so that everyone's life can be enhanced in healthy, positive, and proactive ways. And now, let's join Dave Thompson, director of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence and your host here at Beyond Clean with Ace. Good morning, everyone. This is Dave Thompson. I am your host here at Beyond Clean with Ace, where the cleaning industry talks about anything and everything, and that's why we call it Beyond Clean. You know, I every... Every year, when you start the new year, you look at all kinds of new things, what's going on and what's happened over the last year, and we do all of these kind of things. Well, I've kind of been one of these proactive people. You know, I start thinking about the new year six months before the new year gets here. And one of the things that happened last year was I got hold of this lady called Mickey Anderson, and she kind of, well, shuffled my thought pattern for the new year just a little bit. And well, I'm not saying it in a bad way. Don't get me wrong there, folks. If you're listening to the podcast, you're going to have kind of just flow along with us because we're down doing also the video podcast. So if you're on YouTube, you can watch and look at me here and you'll be able to look at our guest today. Now, one of the things that she told me was you need to not just market, you need to plan your marketing. So it got me really thinking about, you know, what have I been doing? What should I be doing? And how's the new year? And rather than come up with those, you know, those new year, I don't know. I, I, there's all kinds of words we use, but I'm not going to use those today. It's just marketing worth a purpose is what I call it. Now, Mickey's probably got another idea, another way to say that, but I'm a little bit more, you know, that's got a lot more character than I do, but yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I've got a purpose, and I think today, Mickey and I might talk it through. So, you know, I gotta, I, I gotta tell you, folks, uh, I'm gonna ask a couple of questions. So, if you've been with me last year, you probably know that over the holidays, Mickey bugged out on us. So, we're gonna have to start that way with this today. So, maybe, just maybe, she's back up in Toronto, and I can get a hold of her. I don't know. I hear there's snow up there. We'll see if we can get to her. Oh, I see your face. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, well, there's Mickey. She's back from your adventures in December. Yes, yes. Back from the beaches into the cold north. <laughs> well, no, wait a minute. Hold it, Mickey. I was looking in the background, and I don't see a cowboy hat anywhere. No, no. I keep that tucked away in my closet. And I'm not really a hat person. I'm more of a boots person. <laughs> oh, okay. So what color are the boots? I got to ask. Oh, they're brown and teal. Teal. With a fringe. Okay. All right. With a fringe. All right. Now, now, folks, you're probably going, wait a minute. Uh, 
why are we starting talking about cowboy hats in the Caribbean? <sighs> hey, we got to catch everybody up, Mickey. Oh, by the way, we probably need to tell people who you are and why you're here. What, what do you do? <laughs> I can do that for sure. I am Mickey Anderson. I am a marketing consultant, and I help businesses make offers irresistible, create funnels that are seductive, and create content that converts clients. So I'm here to help you market and grow your cleaning business. And uh, to catch you up, I took a few vacations um, and trips. I went to Las Vegas for the national finals rodeo, which is why we're talking about cowboy hats and cowboy boots. It was a blast. And then I snuck out and went down south to the Bahamas for Christmas and, and back up north in Ottawa in Canada. <laughs> Uh, I I said Toronto, didn't I? I'm sorry, I did that wrong. It's all good. One's it's the capital small. of the province, and the other is the capital of the country. Both. We're, I'm only about five hours from Toronto, so it's not too bad. Yeah, but it's it, it, to me, it's all snow up there. It is. It absolutely is. <laughs> and, and, and so, as as we start January in uh, Canada, uh, how much we're we talking? Just a little bit. You know what? To be fair, it's actually not bad. I've got about six feet accumulated on my front lawn right now, but um, but it's really not that bad. February, to be honest, is the worst month here. That's when we dip down to like the minus 30 and minus 40 degrees. It's when the cold really comes. Uh, we're just at the beginning of winter here. So snow isn't the big issue. It's the cold. Yeah. Yeah. At least for me personally, I don't mind the snow. You can shovel snow. You can move it. It's not a big deal. But the cold, there is no escaping the cold. Well, folks, if you're like me, I've moved down south. I'm down in Florida where uh, it got down to the 50s and we were all bundled up last night. It's minus, minus, minus 10 right now here, Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even cold. <laughs> okay, folks. So um, we, didn't get, uh, we didn't come on here to talk about, but hey, this is why we call it Beyond Clean, because this is what yeah. makes up our life, right, Mickey? That's it. That's it. Yep. So back, I, I guess, back to the other world. I, you know, some people say back to the real world. And I'm like, it's all real. Yeah. It's just back to the different part of my world. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So I got to tell you, one of the things that I do at the first of the year is I look at, at websites. Mm -hmm. And I go, what did people change? How did they update? What's the, because I do that. I don't know if everybody does. And so I kind of looked around. And you know what? I was looking at your website and I noticed a couple of things that seemed to look different than they did before. Yeah. And one yeah. of them hit me really hit is quit hunting for leads. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's interesting because people are always doing that. They're they're like, where am I get the next one? Where am I get this one? What am I going to do here? I used to be in sales, uh, selling toilet paper and towels and tissue and all the cleaning supplies. And at the first of the year, that's what you always thought about. How am I going to make my numbers for this year? So I kind of wanted to start our podcast this morning by why did you change and put this up? You know, it's funny. I am very similar in that every year at the beginning of the year, that's one of the times when I sit down and do a bit of a reflection on myself, on my clients, on my competitors, on the market in general, and just look at, okay, like what happened? <laughs> what have I learned? Uh, what have, what has changed? What has stayed the same? And I, I kind of run through that myself and think about how can I just be more clear? How can I be more 
precise in the way that I explain who I am and what I do, in the way that I market my business, and in the way that I stand compared to everyone else. And one of the things that I recognized was I knew, and of course, it's the curse of knowledge, right? We all assume everyone knows everything that we know, and so we don't necessarily <laughs> say it when we should. But for me, I knew that one of the biggest challenges that most people have is that they're constantly hunting for leads. And then they forget that I have this group of leads who I brought in who didn't buy, and I've just discarded them and forgotten that they're there, and I assume that they'll never buy, and I've given up on them, essentially, and that's a huge waste. And I know that when you can continue to nurture those potential customers that you have there who maybe haven't bought yet, you can increase your chances of converting them later and you don't have to spend as much money hunting for new leads. And I like to call it like farming for profits. <laughs> so instead you're just building relationships and maintaining them instead of tr constantly trying to find new people. And the reason why this really stuck out for me is I went to a networking event and I had a, I went with a colleague who was there and he wanted, his goal was to introduce himself to uh, as many people as he could at the networking event. He wanted to shake hands and say his name to like a hundred people. And I, of course, started laughing. I was like, no one's gonna remember your name, but maybe if you pick like one or two people and have a really good conversation, they will, and they'll probably refer you or like, you know? And he just couldn't, couldn't figure out why I was so not into his strategy. <laughs> and so I went home and kind of pondered on that. And as I reflected, I was like, you know what? I need to speak to this more because I think it's, it, it is a big issue. And so I made a few slight tweaks in my messaging as I learn more and get better at, at you know, talking to my market and as I grow and develop. And that's one of the big changes that I made. You know, as you uh, think about this, Mickey, I think you told me a couple of things this last year. I'm going to get into that here in a minute. But um, I, I think that it's interesting as I talk to more and more people through the podcast that we're all growing because we now are sharing more information. We're not in our little bitty world over here. Um, the Internet's a wonderful thing. Podcasting has been. Um, we're in an information highway that it's very hard to declutter all of it. I think one of the interesting things you pointed out was minimize that front page message. I still struggle with that. You're not alone. And to be fair, like even as a marketer myself, I struggle with that. <laughs> we all do. It's that it's that curse of knowledge. Uh, we either want to share everything we know or we assume everyone knows everything we know. And I think for me, what I've learned or the way that I kind of look at my website in particular when it comes to messaging and just simplifying things is I don't have to say it all on the homepage, but I do have to say it all in the right place at the right time. Have you ever gone to a party and somebody just told you way too much about themselves within the first five minutes of meeting them? <laughs> or they well, just why, don't? Why do you think I don't go to parties much? <laughs> right? We've all gone to a party where that person just goes against all of the social norms and tells you their entire life story. And you're like, I just met you. That's what a homepage like that feels like. And so that's the way that I look at it. Yes, over time, I will probably learn a lot about this person if we connect, if things are good. But instead of giving them everything all at once and having the chances and the remembering anything decrease, how can I just make this simpler? And then over time, give them that information, right? Break it down into bite-sized pieces so it gets remembered. And that's the way that I look at my homepage. How do I start the conversation, make the introduction, get them curious enough to keep reading and engaging over time. 
And so I have lots of pages on my website. I have a blog. I have a podcast. I have all these places to engage and give that information to. I have my email list. But I know that the purpose of the homepage is just the beginning. Okay, so Mickey mentioned her podcast. And if you scroll down the front page, you're going to find her podcast, Hustle Less, Profit More. And there's it. only three podcasts up there. Now, wait a minute. I know you've done more than three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I do the same thing with my blog. I do the same thing with any of the content that I'm sharing. It's, it's, have you ever, here's another example. Have you ever gone to a restaurant where there's like an 18 page menu and you're like, <laughs> how do I choose? <laughs> right? It's overwhelming, the choices. And, and we're all, I, I hate to say it, but we're all exhausted and we're all tired of making decisions. I don't know about you, but one of the greatest gifts someone gives me is if they want to go to dinner and they decide where we're going, I am the happiest person ever. I'll be happy most of the time, regardless of where we go, as long as I don't have to decide. And I know I'm not alone in that. So when you give people too many decisions, they're going to opt out to not decide at all. So how can I simplify this? So and so I chose three podcasts and three blog posts or three YouTube videos that I think are a great place for someone to start. And if they like it, they can keep going. There's tons there. But I don't have to overwhelm them with my entire podcast right off the bat. Because again, that's like that person who just gives you way too much, way too fast. Okay. So see, it's like on my channel, I put up the podcast, but I let it uh, put up the four latest podcasts. Yeah, you know, and just went with the latest one, so it always keeps it fresh. Um, you now I need to talk with different people, and they say keep it fresh, keep it moving all the time. So I'm always, and of course because of our schedules and our class schedules and everything, I'm always adjusting something on a website almost every week because, you know, that's the way classes are. Yep. Um, but folks, one of the things that Mickey also taught me last year, I can say that last year because we're now in 23. Gosh, that's hardly even, I got to scratch my bald head and go, gee, many Christmas. Um, <laughs> is that her advice, and and I'm sure she's going to tell you the same thing because told us that on the podcast last year, and I'm sure it hasn't changed, is find something. And if you're going to market, keep that in focus. So as I said here in the intro, folks, one of the things that Mickey said was do this. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go back and look. And you said, study what we did in the past. And you know what? I, I, and I said this last year, I still can't get over people that just get their information in less than 60 seconds. So what did we do? We created a whole series of hacks, cleaning hacks. And now, folks, you're going to hear me talk about this. It's Cleaning with the Academy. Every Monday afternoon at 2.30, I'm live on the air with that week's cleaning hack. And it's only a minute to a minute and a half. Then we discuss it. And you can come on LinkedIn, YouTube, or Facebook Live with me. And we can talk about it. You can bring your questions. But that's my marketing, and that's what's on the front page. Matter of fact, that's the pop-up on my page now, Mickey. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> So people do listen. If I'm the only one, Mickey, I'm listening. I love it. I love it. I, you know, it's it's funny how something so simple can make such a big shift for you, right? It doesn't have to, I think that's we have to remember that people who are new 
we just need to give them a taste and get them curious, right? We got to hook them. <laughs> and the long form videos, the long form podcasts are great for people who are already hooked, who want to engage and learn and those sorts of things. But we, we got to get those people who aren't quite there yet too. And so having the different formats is phenomenal, right? And when you're highlighting the shorter ones, you're bringing in new people, getting them hooked, and then they can go down the rabbit hole of, of investigating your content. But I love it. You know, I'm all for focus. If you've got a ton of different things all going all at once, it can be very confusing. It's like having the 18 different pages of your restaurant menu, right? There's just so many choices. Where do I go? And so I'm I, I'm personally, like I work in campaigns. I'm, I'm a former campaign strategist. And a campaign is just a period of time where you're focusing on one thing. <laughs> it's your marketing campaign. It's your focus. And normally it's a, every quarter in your business, you choose a theme or a focus or a problem or a thing that you're going to focus on during that time period. And that's the way I like to break up the year. And it can be an offer or a course. It can be a, a category of offers, right? So it could be all of your courses if you wanted to, but that's your focus. And if you've got too many distractions that aren't tied to that focus, you're going to realize very quickly why people are falling off. And so I, I love that you chose that focus. Well, you know, and, and I listened to what you said. So we went with the, the 60 second, um, 90 second hack, which gets the people with their short, you know, span. Once if they like that, if they want to, they can come out, you know, and, and, you know, if they want to listen to the recorded sessions, those are there on YouTube and Facebook where they can go and see those, listen to the, 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 the chat that we had about it. But also, if they want to come on live and talk about what's happening that week, they can do it. Um, interestingly enough, one of the manufacturers is going to be on my podcast or on, on the broadcast this afternoon because he said, hey, I want to talk about something. I'm like, hey, let's come on. So, you know, here, and of course, with the holidays and everything, it kind of the schedule got messed up. So it's going to be an interesting few months to see how all this goes, Mickey. I'll. We'll keep up and let us know, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things to remember to do while you're doing this, so for anyone who's listening, if you've chosen a focus, you're like, okay, this is my thing for the next quarter. We're talking floors or we're talking windows or we're talking general organization, whatever it might be, whatever your focus is. Don't just set it and forget it. You have to every week go in and say, okay, what's doing really well? What's not doing well? And how can I lean into the stuff that's doing well? How can I optimize as I go? So as you're building those videos, those hack videos, especially, you can go into your analytics and say, okay, what one's got the most hits? What one's got the least hits? And what's the difference? And how can I make sure that all of my future ones are moving towards the one that got the most hits? So you want to just keep checking and keep optimizing on the go. It's not making huge changes usually. It's just little tweaks that can make a huge difference. You know, that's what was interesting because Friday I was doing a class for about 50 frontline custodians on uh, propane uh, equipment. And uh, the gentleman that, that manages this group, he went, hey, and I were talking about it. He says, how are you going to do 50 hacks in a year? I said, you know what? There's a lot of stuff we do. The thing is, is how to know which ones. And so I said, you know, I've got about 15, 18 of them already set and done. Now, do I keep them all in the order that I that I taped them? Probably not. But just like what you said, depending on how people respond, will then move that needle. But the focus is still the same, is what you're saying. You got it. 
You got it. That's it. And like, I'm, I'm a big brainstorm person. I love to get ideas out on paper. And so if you got 50 ideas or a hundred ideas, amazing. Don't lose them, keep them, document them. But then as you go, you're, as you start posting, you're going to realize, okay, certain types of hacks, certain types of videos, certain topics really stand out to people. Okay. How can I come up with new ideas on those same topics or subtopics? Or how can I take these other ideas and make them more like this format and you can play around and test. So that's the only way you're going to learn. Sorry. It's the only way you're going to learn is if you keep testing and playing and, and checking things out as you go. Well, just Mickey, I think you've been looking at my notes back here uh, <laughs> because what happened is he said, then he says, well, you have a custom campus where we have all of your information for all of our 500 custodians to go and take our, our written courses. I said, yeah, he goes, but you're telling me that these one minute hacks are video. I, yeah. He said, can we get them on our online course so they can look at those too? So that was something I hadn't even thought of. You know, I have putting them in there, but now that gives them that access. So, you know, uh, basically listening to our clients tell us what to do with material. Yeah, I love it. I think any time that you can make your life easier and repurpose what you've already got, the better. And you can do that with your marketing. If you if you sell courses, I know a lot of people who sell courses and online programs and whatnot, and they'll just take snippets or pieces from their courses and literally post that online. They're not giving away the entire thing, but they'll take a hook or a catch or an important line and, and post it and repurpose it online. Or they'll create that marketing campaign and turn it into an online course. Okay, I came up with 50 ideas about you know floor cleaning. I'm gonna take all of this and oh man, I can create a really cool offer or a new freebie or a new online workshop all based off this topic because it's clearly something that's important to people. And you just learn and try and reuse what you got. You don't have to start from scratch ever. And the great thing about marketing is once you're, you've done all of these hacks, they don't have to die. <laughs> They're not gone forever. You can take them and repurpose them. You can post them on different places. You can add to them or you can repost them later, right? Send them out as emails. They don't have to just be a one and done thing. You can reuse them time and time again. Well, that's kind of the interesting thing about the podcast. And I think this is kind of where I'm learning as, as I go through this, because, hey, I'm not a marketing person. I mean, you know, I'm trying to figure all this out as I go. I'm, hey, I'm a custodian. I, that's what I've done my whole life, you know? Uh, but I, I think that's what happened this last year. Several of the podcasts I was looking at got more attention and got more stuff. And, and folks, if you've listened to our podcast, I got to tell you, and Mickey, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but there, there's, there's usually when you're a podcast host, one that kind of sticks out. Yep. Yeah. Mickey's shaking her head. Like she knows what she knows hers. Okay. And while it hasn't been up there very long, it's the one I probably enjoyed doing the most from my viewpoint. And that was the most unique. And folks, if you haven't seen it, you haven't listened to it, go to our YouTube channel uh, and see the video cast. Uh, the podcast doesn't show you what the video cast does because it was with David Letterfly and I was at the circus. And I thought, you know, of all the things that I thought would happen as a podcast host for a cleaning company, this guy said, hey, let's talk. It was one of the most unique um, and he is so appreciative and he has such a talent. And I just want to see what happens with it next year. Because what's interesting is the reason I bring this up, Mickey, is you said repost. 
Because I think what we do is we put it up and then we think, oh, people got it. Well, I reposted it with a new picture and all of a sudden a whole bunch of new people saw it. Yep. But yeah, hey, folks, go, go and see David Letter fly on our YouTube channel, on our podcast. I got to tell you, you will enjoy it because it is the epitome of beyond clean whenever we talk about this. Because as I was talking with another guy, it was a dirt. We weren't cleaning floors. There was dirt. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I think that's one of the things you'll learn from the best YouTubers too. Is they're they are testing new thumbnails and new titles and and trying to change things over time. They don't just leave their videos forever. They'll optimize as they go. They learn and figure it out. And I love the fact that you reposted that because you're just giving it more life. You're extending the life and giving it bigger reach too. So that's amazing. Yes, repost your stuff. But, but that's what you're saying, though, is that is the beauty of what you and I are doing now today in this podcast. It's always there. Yeah. Um, are we now in a generation where we're repurposing so much information that it's not worthy or not useful anymore? You know, I've always been the type of person who believes that like information is free and it's vast and it's out there and there's not a ton of new that really comes out right uh, when we think of innovation when we think of creativity and these new big ideas most of the time it's a take on what something someone else did right <laughs> like okay. if we think of the biggest innovations in the world right they're really not massive leaps at least usually massive leaps outside of where we've been before and so i, I don't think it's not worthy i think everyone has a different voice, a different way, a different, you know, version of how they explain things that resonates to different people. And so one of the big fears that I think a lot of people struggle with is, is imposter syndrome. Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not credible enough. I'm not different enough. I'm not special enough to stand out and be what I want to be. But I don't think that's true. I think we all have our own unique way of bringing things to the table. And just because you're saying the same thing, doesn't mean it doesn't sound different to other people or it doesn't sound more clear or it doesn't you know have more heart because everyone's going to hear things differently and so i think it's understanding what makes you unique um will help for sure but i, I don't think it's that it's unworthy to repurpose i think you're just giving more people the opportunity to hear something in a different way well but i think what you just said is, is we all hear differently we listen with a different ear and even even i find myself mickey i will listen to the same thing, even delivered by the same person, but I hear it differently the next time. Did they yeah. say it differently or did I listen differently? And over time too in our lives, right? You might hear something when you're 20 and then see it again when you're 40 and then it's completely changed, even though it's all the same, but we've changed. So I, I think you're right. I think we'll, we'll hear things differently at different times in our lives and even day to day. I know I watch seasons of TV shows. I'm like a binge watcher. I'll watch one, <laughs> one season at one time and I'll watch it two or three times through because I only really start to understand <laughs> what's going on and catch all the cool things in the second round. And there's sometimes, speaking of that, my wife doesn't want to watch uh, TV or movies with me because I look at things differently. She looks at more all of the aesthetics uh, of the what's happening in the and and I took a course back in my early college days where we dissected a course and looked behind the front screen we looked behind the screen and I pick up all the little things and I make comments about it. she goes would you just shut up about that 
but, I, but you know, and, and I want to say, you know, you mentioned something about the uh, um, having somebody just order, you know, or just take you there. Yeah. After 25 years, I tell her, you know what? You've been feeding me for 25 years. You know what to put on the plate in front of me. You know, I don't have to. Don't ask me what I want. <laughs> and and sometimes we as consumers, that's kind of where we're at. Whenever they come to our pages, they want us to tell them what they need. Yeah, we call it like the prescriptive model. So instead of giving people a, a, a huge menu of things to choose from for them to figure out what's going to be best in order to look like a credible service provider, somebody who really is, you know, instead of the, if we think of like doctors, for example, not just the, the general practitioner, but we're talking like the surgeon. We want someone to come in and fix a very pre precise problem. I'm not going to tell the surgeon what I think they need to do. They're going to tell me and I'm going to be like, Sure, <laughs> you do whatever you got to do. And I think that's that's really an important thing. If you want to be an industry leader, if you want to be at the top of the game, if you if you want to be seen as this credible, legitimate thought leader, you have to be prescriptive. So what's Mickey's biggest challenge for 23 then? Oh, my biggest challenge for 2023, let me think. There are a few, I wouldn't say they're they're like big, um, well, it doesn't have to be big. Yeah, I think more than anything right now for me, it's again a process of like letting go and doing less. Uh, we all love to take on new projects and new pieces and new things, and it gets really exciting until all of a sudden it's not exciting and it's overwhelming. <laughs> and for me, typically that's a very quick shift. <laughs> and so I'm looking at all the things that I took on and tried, and instead of like, okay, what new do I want to do? It's okay, what do I want to get rid of? <laughs> What did I learn that I don't like? And that's usually like the first quarter is slowly taking things off of my plate that shouldn't be there and really digging more into the things that are most important. It is funny how we, uh, in, in business, how we load up as the year goes on. We start the year, we we want to unload, and, but, but the plate gets so full by the end of the year. Um, it's a cycle that we all get caught in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think for me in particular, like my personal situation, my husband's in the military, he travels all the time for very right. long periods of time. So there's always a lot of quick shifts and changes and there's not a lot of structure. Uh, we have to be very adaptable and that can be really tough in a business, right? Where you need to be able to commit time and, and you know, really focus on things. And so that's probably the, the real biggest challenge is dealing with the instability of everything and trying to find some semblance of routine there. But I'm, I'm very fortunate in that uh, I have incredible clients who I love to work with, who are great about all of it. And we have a great dynamic and relationship. And, and I love what I do. So that makes it really easy okay, <laughs> to so show let, up. Let's, let's dig a little bit deeper because I think most of the time, Mickey, we talk about all of these strategies and stuff. But let's kind of, before we leave today, how do, how do people come to you what kind of help are they trying to get? What's the target market? I mean, you know, I've got all that list of all those questions. So I'll just kind of yeah. let you answer those questions for everybody. For sure. So I work typically with service-based businesses. I have done some work with e-commerce or retail, but my, my home is people who deliver a service. That's their primary um, offering. And most of the time they feel like their offer is pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I'm an accountant, I'm a lawyer, I'm a cleaner, and it's not super sexy sounding. And so how do we stand out in the market and make your offer, what you do, just sound so much better, clearer, more valuable, right? How do we make that stand out? 
And then from there, how do we build a marketing strategy so more people who are better aligned with you, who are going to stay longer and spend more, find you and buy? So we'll build out that strategy. And then the big piece that I really provide outside of that initial strategy of what are you selling and how are you going to sell it is how are you marketing your business quarter after quarter? So what's your plan, right? We all get so busy. Somebody just write me out a plan. What do I need to do? What do I need to write? So I help build the plan and then you can execute it really easily. So it's it's just simply a, a quarterly marketing plan for you. What do I got to do? Who's going to do it? When does it need to be done by? So for those that are listening, I might know the answer, but for those that are listening here at the first of the year, um, your target clients have got to be doing two, three, four, five million dollars a year. For me? Yeah. Uh, I have a, a big group that are in the three to five million. Um, I have a group that's under three million, anywhere from, I would say, one million to three million um, as well. And, and that's pretty much where I, I usually stay. I do work with some enterprise clients who, you know, receive venture funds, those sorts of things as well. Um, but those are usually on a, a short term project basis. The clients that I work with on the longer term are anywhere from one to five mil. So do you work with uh, customers mainly that you do year over year or they're, they're just there with you for a quarter? No, I normally, um, it's typically like, I want to say 75% of the people that I work with are in, in group A where they're with me long term. They, we come in and, and do the initial strategy and then they'll do a quarter or two of work with me. And then they're like, okay, we can't, we can't let you go because we need you to just <laughs> keep doing this. And so we work together and I'm, I'm basically an extension of their team. So that's group one. Group two is people who have a new product, a new service, a new promotion or an offering or something that's come up and they want to build a launch or a campaign for that. And so it's a shorter term project and I'll help them build the strategy and campaign. So do you want to divulge background for everybody? So if they're thinking, hmm, why should I, why, why would Mickey be the one to do this for us? Yeah, well, I think the big difference between me and most of the consultants or marketers you'll find on the team is in that I'm not going to get you caught up in a whole bunch of busy work that's not actually going to deliver any revenue and line my pockets. <laughs> so most agencies, most consultants, uh, their, their goal is to get you to do a bunch of things so they can hand over deliverables, right? They want to be like, here is your new website. Here are your new emails. Here are your things. Because most people feel good when they receive something tangible. But normally it's 12, 18, 24 months before you start to see, if you're lucky enough to see revenue from that. Right? It's Oof. just an expense up front. I don't do that. I'm not going to give you a bunch of busy work or deliverables. That's not my game. My game is how do I make you money and how do I make you money quickly and sustainably? And so when we refine your offer, we're looking at how do we get more of the people who should have bought or could have bought to buy now and then stay longer. And then how do we get the people who already got to spend more? I think that goes really well with the hustle less, profit more that the website says right at the top, marketing consulting to convert clients so they stay longer and spend more. I mean, I think you've kind of got this memorized, Mickey. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. I, I do what I say I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just thought, you know, I thought it would be interesting. I wanted to hear in your words what the message said right at the front of the website because you know, I think it's interesting as we as creators build something and you go to talking to somebody, go, you didn't get the message. Mm. Did I not say it clear? Yep. Do you not read English? Uh, you, know, I, you know, I think of all these things. 
And I guess that's why I'm such a stickler, uh, probably until I'm not here anymore. I just don't let people work with my material that much because they just, it takes too much time to get them to understand what I'm trying to say. And, you know, I, I usually recommend people write their own stuff, right? I, I think, you know, your voice, your tone, you know, you have the knowledge, like I can't write for you <laughs> as well as you can write for you. I can clean it up. I can edit it, but yeah, I feel and like- And needs a lot of cleaning up, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> I can help clean it up a little bit, oh, but I think most people need to write their own stuff because not only is it going to be better, it helps you deliver it better. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of times we try to offload and outsource and give away a lot of stuff that we innately should be doing. There's a lot of stuff you can outsource, but I do think a lot of the- the core content creation, the writing, the creating should be at the helm of the person leading the, the business, right? Or, or the person who is the voice of the business. And I, I think when you do that, it comes off more personal. People buy from people. And so it's going to feel more like a relationship building as opposed to a transaction when, when you take over that. Well, I think that uh, to what Mickey just said, more relationship, you know, and everything. P folks, if you're watching the, and I'm going to switch the screen here. Give me just a moment because you got to see this. Somebody said, where in the heck did the white shirt go? And I'm like, it's a new year, folks. Hey, I got collar. I do have a different, you know, I am different, right? So, you know, I, I got this, uh, yeah, because, hey, I, folks, and I make no bones about it, I enjoy, I love the fact that I have achieved another goal in life. I am 65, but, you know, the mentality of my my age group has been always the staunch, um, formal way. I'm sorry, folks, I still have to use my podcast, and I, I still have the background back here. I can't quite get with with that part of it yet. I'm not, I, hey, I'm trying to change. But I did, I did hear that it was, I, I was too formal. I was too much of an instructor. I was preaching to them. And I thought, you know what? Hey, I like color and all kinds of stuff. So this year, folks, you're going to see, I do like color, as you can see. <laughs> you're bringing your personality into it, right? And, you know, color is powerful for any of you, even just thinking about, like, Okay, it's a shirt. Color is incredibly powerful. If you think of big brands and how they leverage color to create emotions in us, right? It, it, it's absolutely true. Uh, if we think of blue, blue is trustworthiness. We see a lot of banks, right, with blue. Uh, green is meant to think abundance and value, right? There are also some pretty big banks that use green, but you'll right. look at businesses a little bit differently as you see the colors they choose and why. And you can leverage color too with yourself, right? Like I wear bright red lipstick. I think it looks good, but also because it's a bold, kind of rebellious, bright, powerful yeah. color. And so that's one of the things that I'm trying to do is be bold. And so I can bring that forward with a little bit of lipstick, even if I am wearing black. Of course, your red hair kind of it kind of goes with it too. Yeah. <laughs> but but these be but you are correct. These are the things I guess this is the part of learning and listening. Yeah. And and, and, and I think it goes back to what a gentleman told me very early in my career. He says, I don't think that you have 10 years of experience. I think you only have one year that you've been using for 10 years consecutively. And I think mm -hmm. this is a part of continuing education is learning and adjusting and experience is moving with that. 
I think this is what we're talking about with marketing, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you think you know it all, you you don't. None of us do. We're all figuring it out because everything changes too quickly. It all changes so fast that by the time you figured it out, you're already late. <laughs> it's already changed. So, folks, you know, I've enjoyed my time with Mickey again today. I have been listening, as I said. I don't know exactly where it's going to go because I'm new to this kind of strategy. I kind of got my hands rubbing together going, oh, yeah, let's see what happens. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of work to put together and to go, okay, now I have to have a formula. I have to, you know, keep this in mind. Folks, that's what we've been learning from Mickey over the last few months. We're going to enjoy more with her this year. She signed up for the whole year with us. Um, I don't know. We might not even be able to talk to her next year. It'll be cold and six feet, eight feet of snow, and it'll be 10 degrees or minus yeah. 10 or something like that. I don't, Mickey, you think you'll be back with us next month? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. February's fine. It's cold and, and gloomy, but I'll need to brighten my day. So I hope you wear a bright shirt for me then. Oh, I'll have to think of something. <laughs> I probably have something new in the closet I can get out for that. But for those of you, so after, we talked about a lot today. And for those of you who are feeling a little bit overwhelmed, oh my goodness, this is a big year. I got a ton to do and I have to do it all myself. Just take a deep breath and remember that it really comes down to simplicity and focus. What's your focus? What's your goal? Is it, do you really need new leads? If that's the case, that's your focus. Focus on getting new leads. How can I get new leads? If your focus is, okay, I need more revenue. That's your focus, right? I need to make more money. What's the fastest, easiest, simplest, most sustainable way I can do that? It's probably with the people you've already got. And just choose the one thing for the quarter, right? If you're trying to do everything all at once, you're going to do a bunch of stuff mediocre. So just pick one thing and really hone in and focus on it. And you'll learn as you go. Folks, we enjoy your time spent with us here at Beyond Clean with Ace. Our website is scrolling across the bottom. If you're listening to the podcast, it's beyondcleanwithace.com. Um, yes, I did mention we have our new series that we're doing every Monday afternoon live at 2.30 Eastern time. We'll be on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube uh, talking about the latest cleaning hack. If you want to see all of the information, you want to get on the panel with us, you want to just submit a question, go to academyofcleaning.com, look for the tab cleaning with the Academy. We'll give you a hack. We'll give you free coaching. You know what? We're going to have fun this year, Mickey. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, Mickey, your website? Hey, MickeyAnderson.com. You can head on over there. I've got a ton of free resources available. Um, and I offer a free strategy call. So for anyone who's struggling with that 2023 annual plan or trying to figure out what their focus is and you just need a little bit of a, a nudge or some support, feel free to book a call. I'm happy to help. Like and share the podcast here on Podbean. Also like and share and subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way, whenever we go live or we have another podcast up, you can enjoy it. Education and knowledge isn't worth anything unless it's shared, folks. So please do so. Until next time, we'll see you next month and try to stay warm, Mickey. <laughs> Thank you so much.